If you've ever looked at the Charlotte skyline at night, you might have noticed that sometimes all of the buildings are lit up the same color. Maybe it's St. Patrick's Day and they're all green, or a Panthers game and they're all blue. So who decides what color the buildings should be when? That's today on FAQ City. And just a note, this episode was first released last year. Hey, it's Claire Donnelly. When I first moved to Charlotte, I remember being immediately impressed by the skyline, especially at night. Rows and rows of lit-up windows and many buildings with lights running across their tops or up and down their sides. And sometimes, all of those building lights are coordinated. They might be all red on Valentine's Day or red, white, and blue for the 4th of July. When the Panthers went to the Super Bowl is probably when I I noticed it. I remember um, them mentioning it on the news that it was all lit up for them. That's Jamie Brown of Mooresville. She's lived in the Charlotte area for about 15 years. Driving at night um, in Charlotte, I noticed um, probably along uh, 77 when I was driving that the lights all seemed to be coordinated. So I was curious as to why and how that happened. Brown wrote to FAQ City. She asked, who coordinates the lights on Charlotte skyscrapers? We'll come back to that question in a minute. First, let's talk about one of the skyline's most recognizable buildings, the Duke Energy Center. We can just light the building a solid color. We can light the building different colors in different places. Uh, We can make colors run up and down the building and across the building, and we can make them sparkle for the 4th of July. That's Bob Burgess. He recently retired from Wells Fargo, the company that owns that building. He says it was his idea to add customizable lights when it was being built in the mid to late 2000s. This whole project was sort of my little baby. Burgess says his inspiration goes back to when he was growing up in Pittsburgh. My father worked for a natural gas company that had an office building in downtown Pittsburgh. It wasn't a huge office building, but at the top of the building, it had a little flame you know, natural gas company. And um, the flame would light red when the weather was going to be bad the next day, and it would light blue when the weather was going to be good the next day. He says that image really stuck with him. So he went to the architects and engineers. He asked, how can we use lights to connect this building to the community? They came up with a plan. 500 LED light fixtures connecting up the sides and across the top of the building. And who controls them? Really, um, we have a computer program which allows us to pick all the colors. Burgess says they can program when to turn the lights on and what color to make them. The lights always turn off at midnight. They come back on in the early morning before sunrise. And at the beginning of each hour that they're lit, they're programmed to do something completely random for three minutes. Kathleen Jones is on the Wells Fargo Lights Committee, the team that makes decisions about the lights. She says she still gets excited to watch the building and see what random pattern the computer program will come up with. It could change, just go to a static red, um, or it could change from, you know, that one random time the program happened to be orange and green and blue, you'd see the color change within the buildings. Jones says the colors are usually programmed about a month before an event like green for St. Patrick's Day. But there is one exception. When the Carolina Panthers play a night game, someone controls the lights in real time. 
Here's Bob Burgess again. Uh, We'll have somebody actually sit up in the press box with our laptop computer, and when the Panthers score a touchdown, um, and once it's official, um, then they can make the building just sparkle and light up. When the Panthers win a game, the top of the building lights up with a big blue V for victory. Burgess says the color combinations for the Duke Energy Center are seemingly endless, but some uptown buildings are more limited. There are still a few that don't have LEDs and can't be controlled with computers. They have to put big colored filters over each light to change the color, a time-consuming process. And they can only do so many colors, more or less the seven ones in the rainbow. So now that we know how the skyline lights work, who coordinates them all to be the same color? And how can you request to change the color? We'll have those answers just ahead after this break. Don't go anywhere. Hey folks, whether you're a podcaster or simply a podcast fan, WFAE has some big news. The Charlotte Podcast Festival is returning September 20th through 25th. There will be live tapings from some of your favorite local and national podcasts, including Radiolab's Jad Abumrad on Saturday, September 25th, not to mention free podcast workshops featuring WFAE's podcast hosts and producers. Whether you're a a listener, a podcaster, or a podcaster to be, the Charlotte Podcast Festival is for you. Save the dates, September 20th through 25th, and find more details at charlottepodcastfestival.com. Hey, we're back. I'm Claire Donnelly. Now let's get back to listener Jamie Brown's question. Who coordinates the lights of the Charlotte skyline? Well, let's travel back in time to 2004, before the Duke Energy Center was even built. That year, the Carolina Panthers went to the Super Bowl for the first time. The fans are ready. The teams are ready. This, of course, was a very big deal. We decided that wouldn't it be great if all of the lights on the buildings were blue if we showed our support for the Panthers by turning all of the lights blue. That's Maura Quinn. She works at Charlotte Center City Partners, which helps coordinate social and cultural projects in Uptown. Quinn says she contacted some building owners she knew and said, hey, what do you think about this? And they all said, oh, what a great idea. We're on board. So on February 1st, 2004, every building that could lit up blue. Quinn says after the Super Bowl, it sort of became a pattern. If there was something big coming up, she'd send an email. And so little by little, I became the person who sent out the notes to the buildings and said, how about if we try to coordinate? Quinn says she can't require buildings to change their lights, but she can make suggestions. So I keep a running spreadsheet. She emails that spreadsheet out once every few weeks to the managers of about 30 different buildings. It includes a list of event dates and suggested light colors. And because many of the buildings use LED lights, she doesn't just write the color name, like red or blue or orange. She also includes special color codes for specific shades, like a hexadecimal code, a Pantone color, or a CMYK color. So a specific yellow could be something like FFFF66 or yellow 012C. 
Quinn says each building can decide which days they want to change their lights, so they aren't always the same color. But she says when they are all coordinated, it really has an impact. For example, in 2019, when a gunman killed two students at UNC Charlotte, Quinn says there was no question that the whole skyline would have to be green. We, we must be UNC Charlotte strong. We must be Charlotte strong. And we must be green. We must light our light. We must light our skyline green in support of our, of our UNC Charlotte community. And there was, not, there was not a pushback. Everyone said, you are so right. We must. And I have a picture of the entire skyline green. It is gorgeous. In fact, it's my screensaver. I love that picture. And that is one of the reasons that I do this, because it builds community. It makes us all, it reminds us that we have heart. And when local officials issued stay-at-home orders because of the coronavirus pandemic, the skyline was red, white, and blue. Just to remind everybody that we are one city. We are one country. We are one. So how can you request to change the color? Well, you can contact Maura Quinn at Charlotte Center City Partners, or you can email the Wells Fargo Lights Committee directly. But Quinn says your request may not be accepted. I have been asked before for a a baby reveal, a gender reveal, or a birthday. And yeah, no, I, no. She says she gets about 10 requests per month. And the buildings are most interested in things with significance for the greater Charlotte community. Jamie Brown, who asked FAQ City about the lights, says she'll look at them differently now. Definitely. I'll be trying to count the lights or or the buildings. (laughs) She says she'll be looking to see how many are lit up. Thanks for listening to this episode of FAQ City. If you have any questions about anything related to Charlotte, please share it with us on wfae.org slash FAQ City. And if you're a curious person and you want to hear more FAQ City stories, both upcoming and from the archives, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, the NPR One app, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. That's all for this week of FAQ City. Until next time, I'm Claire Donnelly.